You're listening to Metamodernism, a production of the Golden Age Collection, a 501c3 audiovisual archive based out of sunny San Francisco, California. And today we're exploring all of the great music that came out of the San Francisco Bay Area in 2022. Kicking us off is the Reds, Pinks, and the Purples with Holiday Cheer. the Reds, Pinks, and Purples with the song Holiday Cheer. You may recall the Reds, Pinks, and Purples from my Best Music of 2021 series. And in 2022, Glenn Donaldson's project had an unprecedentedly prolific year, putting out 11 distinct releases in the form of singles, EPs, albums, and a live session for BBC. To put things into context, the project started in 2020, and out of the 91 total songs the band has ever recorded, 68 of them were released in 2022, which totals nearly four hours of new music. Their band camp describes their sound aptly, quote, Channeling the spare beauty of peak felt and mid-80s factory and creation labels, swoon through the fog-shrouded vibe of San Francisco's less well-traveled byways, the reds, pinks, and purples have achieved what on paper seems almost impossible, forging something truly distinctive and absolutely vital from such familiar ingredients. What generally sets the reds, pinks, and purples apart is Donaldson's unerring ability to pen and arrange the perfect pop song repeatedly and always of the highest quality. Holiday Cheer is from Mountain Lake Park, which originated as a bonus vinyl-only album with limited pressings of Summer at Land's End, 
and expands on the band's remit by surveying 11 gorgeous instrumental tunes. Mountain Lake Park is an exercise in ambience and mood, showing off Donaldson's facility with both a six-string and a tape recorder, capturing all of the beauty and mystery of his beloved San Francisco in these spare, haunting songs, end quote. Be sure to catch the Reds, Pinks, and Purples on tour with Destroyer this spring. The Reds, Pinks, and Purples are a quintessential example of the new San Francisco sound, and Metamodernism is an unapologetically San Francisco podcast, so it's my pleasure to showcase all of the great music that's being made in my backyard. This year, we have about a 50-50 split between musicians from San Francisco and Oakland, so to be more inclusive, this episode is called Music by the Bay. The first half of the show will focus on San Francisco's music scene, and then we'll take a trip over the Bay Bridge to check out Oakland's indie scene. As I mentioned last year, San Francisco has been my home for the last six years, so I feel a sense of civic pride in showcasing the sound that's flowing throughout these 48 hills and beyond. I think that music historians of the future will look back on this era of music as another golden age in the Bay Area's countercultural music scene. There are a lot of great songs to get through, so to keep the bitrate high, some of these intros will need to be short and sweet to fit them all in. But before we get back to the music, remember that artists make virtually nothing from your Spotify streams. So if you want to support the artists featured on these episodes, please consider actually purchasing their music, getting some cool merch, or buying a ticket to a show. Links to purchase all of the music featured will be in the show notes. And now, on with the show. This year, a new band hit the San Francisco scene. Almond Joy described themselves as purveyors of the San Francisco sound, and their debut EP, O. Henry, was released this October. My favorite track from the EP is a San Francisco anthem for our times, with name checks to Muni and local indie venue The Knockout. This is San Francisco by Almond Joy.
San Francisco by Almond Joy from the EP O. Henry. It's hard to talk about San Francisco's indie scene without mentioning Paper Cuts, who you may remember from my Best Music of 2021 series. From Bandcamp, quote, Jason Quaver has been releasing timeless guitar-based dream pop as Paper Cuts since 2004, impervious to trends or micro-genres that have come and gone around him. Past Life Regression is his new album, released this April on Slumberland Records, and it's a journey into the dreamier reaches of psychedelic folk pop. Crafted shortly after Jason's relocation back to the San Francisco Bay Area after several years in LA, the new album revels in the tensions between the pleasures of homecoming and the collective miseries of the pandemic and our current political upheaval. The return home and the enforced isolation of lockdown lend the album a mood of contemplation and immersion in memory, end quote. Past Life Regression was one of my favorite albums of the year, and up next is a standout track that has that classic papercut sound. This is Remarry.
by paper cuts off of past life regression. In 2020, Galore hit San Francisco's indie scene with their self-titled debut album. Their Bandcamp describes them as, quote, a band whose catchy riffs vary from shiny pop to jagged punk, with a sound compared to groups like Look Blue Go Purple and The Velvet Underground, end quote. Their latest EP, Blush, was released in mid-December on Paisley Shirt Records, and it's another great addition to the jangle pop sound sweeping the city. Up next is my favorite track from Blush. This is Ladders by Galore. Of their blush EP. Galore are label mates with another local band helping to define the fog pop sound that I showcased on last year's San Francisco episode. Flower Town is the duo of Karina Gill and Michael Ramos, and together they make dreamy lo-fi songs perfect for introspection. In July, they released a new album, Half Yesterday, on Paisley Shirt Records. Half Yesterday is another essential chapter in the evolution of this burgeoning microgenre. Up next is a song that exemplifies Flower Town's fog pop sound. This is Gapper's Delay by Flower Town. Mm-hmm. 
Gapper's Delay by Flower Town off of the album Half Yesterday. If you've been listening to these music episodes for the last few years, you've probably heard me mention Paisley Shirt Records many times. The label was founded in San Francisco back in 2013 by Kevin Lynn, who also records as Sad-Eyed Beatniks, a project in which he plays every instrument and handles all recording, mixing, and mastering himself. This past January, Sad-Eyed Beatniks released a new album, Claudia's Ethereal Weaver, on Paisley Shirt Records. Their bandcamp reads, quote, Claudia's Ethereal Weaver doesn't have too much of a cohesive story to it, but it encompasses a good amount of my last year and a half, flipping through old life and National Geographic magazines, taking long walks through San Francisco, and playing Sad-Eyed Beatniks live for the first time. Thanks to Mike Ramos, Karina Gill, and Kati Mashikian, we were able to play through a number of these songs before I sat down to record them. Prior to this, most Sad-Eyed Beatniks recordings were the first or second attempt at me writing and performing the song." End quote. The record is another welcome addition to the Sad-Eyed Beatniks discography of jangly lo-fi gems. Up next is my favorite track from the album, Ring Around Annie. off of Claudia's Ethereal Weaver. Bad Tiger is a bedroom indie project that recently left the bedroom and headed into a proper studio. From their website, quote, Bad Tiger was originally conceived in 2018 when Yazzie Lowy, emerging from a several-year hiatus from performing music, moved to San Francisco with the intention of starting a band. To liven up her vision as the front person of this imaginary band, she was faced with the challenge of writing songs that she could stand. For this reason, Lowy got to work composing what would eventually become Bad Tiger's debut album, The Goat and the Bad Tiger. The immersive process of writing this album left her with a slew of new intentions. To develop guitar skills, move away from the specter of bedroom lo-fi, and most importantly, write songs that are danceable. With these goals in mind, Lowy met with Mackenzie Bunch at Coyote Hearing Studio to record and produce Sanctuary EP. What resulted from these sessions is a project that interrogates the push and pull of safety, growth, and how to move with integrity in the face of your own ambivalence and doubt. 
At the same time Sanctuary was released, Lowy joined forces with Tyler Golson, Jacob Sherfield, and David Gargas, finally growing Bad Tiger into its original vision, a full band. It is with this full form that Bad Tiger went into Bunch's studio to record their latest single, Like This, self-released in September, end quote. Be sure to catch Bad Tiger playing with Cal in Red, both at the Treefort Music Festival in Boise, Idaho, and at the Golden Bull in Oakland on March 19th. Up next is their aforementioned latest single. This is Like This by Bad Tiger. Restless. by Bad Tiger. As with Bad Tiger, it was hard to write a better intro for this next band than what was already on their own website. Quote, Comprised of Stephanie Hodap, Matthew Allen, Giovanni Beto, and Jordan Silbert, Young Prisms have gone through an evolution of tough love and resilient perseverance. Beto and Allen first started playing music together in middle school, eventually leading to the first iteration of Young Prisms in 2009 and the release of their self-titled EP on esteemed indie tastemaker label Mexican Summer, followed by two full lengths on Canine Records, released in 2011 and 2012 respectively. It would be a full decade before we got LP3 from the band, called Drifter, which was released this March. Drifter is a record that finds steadiness in the embrace of uncertainty. With their first new music in 10 years, the band explores the tension and release that comes with bringing your own head down from the clouds and making sense of the tangible entanglements that make up everyday existence. At its core, Drifter is about the human experience and finding a balance between the thrills and intensity of wanting, another person, a better life, and the quiet rewards of finding peace and domesticity, whatever shape that may take." End quote. And up next is my favorite track from Drifter. 
This is Honeydew by Young Prisms. Honeydew by Young Prisms off of the album Drifter. For over a decade, Monophonics have been combining elements of soul and psychedelic rock to carve out a sound that's all their own. 
In May, they released their fifth album, Sage Motel, on Coalmine Records. It's a concept album of sorts, and their band camp explains the concept. Quote, The world's premier psychedelic soul band, Monophonics, cordially invites you to attend the grand reopening of a once-thriving, once-vibrant establishment, the legendary Sage Motel, a place where folks experience the highs and lows of human existence, a place where big dreams and broken hearts live, where people arrive without ever knowing how they got there. It's where individuals find themselves at a crossroads in life. What started as a quaint motor lodge and a common pit stop for travelers and truckers in the 1940s morphed into a bohemian's hangout by the 1960s and 70s. Artists, musicians, and vagabonds, and all types would stop there as CD ownership pumped obnoxious amounts of money into high-end renovations, eventually attracting some of the most prominent acts of the era. But when the money ran out, the Sage Motel developed into a place where you could rent by the hour. If these walls of the Sage Motel could talk, this is what they'd say. So join us as we examine where the stories are told and experiences unfold, and sink into a soft pillow of soulful psychedelia down at the Sage Motel." End quote. Up next, we have my favorite track from Sage Motel. This is Let That Sink In by Monophonics.
Sunk In by Monophonics off of the album Sage Motel. Healing Potpourri want to create songs that make you feel good. Simi Sohota is the leader of the seven-piece live band, and like me, Simi DJed at his college radio station, UC Davis's KDVS. His tenure there exposed him to new age music, lounge, 70s soft rock, and ambient artists. That constellation of genres would eventually form the colorful palette that would make Healing Potpourri's music so vibrant. Simi said, quote, I've always been attracted to beautiful music more than anything else, and I wanted an outlet to try and write music like that. I love ambient loops, collages, very calming music, but I also love pop music, and I wanted to blend those things together and apply that meditative, introspective element to pop songs. I want the music to have this feeling of comfort and healing. I wanted to bring those elements of new age and ambient music to pop songwriting, end quote. His new album, Paradise, was released this August and contained another 11 soft and breezy songs that imbue a sense of hope and optimism despite the world around us. Catch Healing Potpourri on February 1st at the Chapel, along with Paul Cherry and the Matson 2. Up next, we have one of my favorites from Paradise. This is Wind by Healing Potpourri. So right through 
That was Wind by Healing Potpourri off of the album Paradise. You may recall Hot Flash Heatwave from my Best Music of 2021 series, and this March the trio returned with a new album called Sportswear. Describing the record, their band camp explains, quote, Sportswear is a world of its own, a vision that encompasses not just music, but art, storytelling, and fashion as well. Sonically, we felt drawn to elements from early goth, new wave, and house, taking them through our filter of indie, psychedelia, R&B, and modern pop. We were also inspired by the style and hyper-individualism of late 90s club culture and anime. The name sportswear is a cheeky nod to this tapestry of influences and the disambiguation of trends and subculture as they become commodified for mass appeal and lose their deeper meaning. Lyrically, the record speaks to our personal life struggles and soul searches, as well as existential sensations and narrations, end quote. Up next is my favorite track from Sportswear, which the band describes as, quote, a biker gang allegory, the story of a wandering character who's always seeking escape, end quote. This is Bay Boys by Hot Flash Heatwave. <laughs>
was Bay Boys by Hot Flash Heatwave off of Sportswear. And that wraps up our time in San Francisco. From here, we'll cross over the Bay Bridge into the East Bay. And there's perhaps no greater exemplar of the East Bay sound than Toro Imwa. After relocating from his home state of South Carolina, Chaz Bear made such an impact on the local scene here that on June 27, 2017, the city of Berkeley officially declared June 27th to be Chaz Bundick Day. And this April, he released his seventh album, Mahal, on Dead Oceans, which was accompanied by a hilariously weird album release party video directed by Joe Kappa. The title is derived from the Tagalog word Mahal, which translates to love or expensive in English. Not quite a concept album, Mahal recreates the feeling of scanning across the radio dial on long road trips, complete with interstitial transitions. Across 13 tracks, Toro y Moi explores psychedelic rock and funk with a handful of friends like Unknown Mortal Orchestra, Sophie Royer, and the Matson 2. Mahal is an easy contender for Album of the Year, and after releasing Mahal, Chaz showed the Bay Area some love by playing a free concert at Stern Grove and hosted a free screening of a new short film directed by Harry Israelson called Goes By So Fast, a Mahal film, starring Chaz Bear and Eric Andre, which was held at the Bandcamp offices in Oakland. And up next, we have one of my favorites from Mahal. This is Magazine featuring Salami Rose Joe Lewis by Toro Imwa. Still grow every 
Magazine by Toro y Moi featuring Salami Rose Joe Lewis off of the album Mahal. Daywave is the project of Oakland-based Jackson Phillips, who may or may not have recently relocated to LA, but I still consider him to be a part of the East Bay indie scene. Since 2015, Daywave's lo-fi music has recalled hazy summer days, and over the years he's really honed his skills as a talented producer. His sophomore album, Past Life, was released this June. Brady Brickner Wood wrote for Pitchfork that Past Life, quote, nearly perfects the Daywave formula while also taking a few much-needed risks. It's a gorgeous and energetic record full of tight, concise melodies and unsentimental lyrics, end quote. If you're a fan of Daywave sound like I am, Past Life is another set of tunes to enjoy in the sun. Up next is one of my favorites from the album. This is Heart to Rest by Daywave. to rest by Daywave off of the album Past Life. You may recall Hazel English from my Best Music of 2020 series. The Australian-born singer-songwriter moved to Oakland in the mid-2010s and quickly became a consistent source of great indie pop tunes. Her latest EP, Summer Nights, was released in June and was co-written, produced, mixed, and mastered by Jackson Phillips of Daywave. She said of the collaboration, quote, Jackson and I have such a great flow when it comes to working on music that it was easy to essentially pick up where we had left off. Our process together is very quick and fun, no second guessing. I also think the pandemic and time at home got me thinking a lot about my past and remembering high school experiences and those kind of feelings that were so vivid at the time. So I found myself writing lyrics that were inspired by some of those experiences and then I kind of created a whole new story out of it." End quote. Up next is one of my favorites from Summer Nights. This is When You're Around by Hazel English. 
That was When You're Around by Hazel English off of Summer Nights EP. Even though Kids on a Crime Spree released their debut EP in 2011, they had only released a handful of follow-up singles throughout the 2010s. 2022 would be the year we finally got their debut full-length album called Fall in Love, Not in Line, released in January on Slumberland Records. The album is a brisk 25 minutes, but it contains 10 tight, jangly garage rock tunes from the band. Up next is my favorite track. This is We're So Good by Kids on a Crime Spree. So Good by Kids on a Crime Spree from the album Fall in Love, Not in Line. Mejawan is an Oakland-based producer who since the mid-2010s has been churning out jazzy sample-based grooves. In July, he released his sophomore album, Biana, which Vinyl Me Please describes as, quote, a collection of sonic vignettes capturing long solo drives across the country. Sun and wind pierce through every rounded corner of this album, layered with an eclectic and worldly range of sounds. With a breezy, textured atmosphere that develops through each track organically, Biana dances with themes of lush bossa nova, library music, and the wistful soundtracks of Piero Piccioni, end quote. It's a warm and hazy record that has pleasant sonic textures throughout. Up next is one of my favorite tracks. This is Lumabee featuring Herlem by Mejawan.
That was Lumabee featuring Herlem by Mejawan off of the album Biana. Diving deeper into the jazzy sounds coming out of Oakland, we have the Jazzual Suspects, the project of legendary UK-born electronic producer Charlie Tate. Tate began his musical journey in the mid-90s with future funk outfit King Kuba and has released over 12 full-length albums and countless singles and remixes under various monikers for the likes of Bob Marley, Cascade, Dub Pistols, and many more. This May, Tate released his fourth album as the Jazzual Suspects called Digging Deeper, blending elements of jazz, hip-hop, and down-tempo. Digging Deeper is the kind of trip-hop they used to make. Up next is one of my favorites from the album. This is Ginger by the Jazzual Suspects.
Danger by the Jazzual Suspects off of the album Digging Deeper. The Dirty Snacks Ensemble is the brainchild of Mark Pasuki Clifford, a vibraphonist, percussionist, pianist, and composer. Accompanied by his ensemble, they released their sophomore album, You Would Do Well, this September on Slow and Steady Records. From their band camp, quote, The recording fully crystallizes Clifford's intrepid compositional voice, connecting his affinities to post-jazz, indie rock, modern classical music, and hip-hop. He said of the project, quote, For this band, I often start with a beat, just keys and a drum machine played on my MPC or Juno. I record and loop all the parts, and then I break these sketches down into arrangements for the ensemble that allows the players to be individualistic while still following a tight composed roadmap. I wrote much of the music in a transitionary and trying time in my life. You Would Do Well vividly captures a journey, always best taken in its entirety, end quote. Up next is one of my favorite tracks from the album. This is Showmen by the Dirty Snacks Ensemble. Dirty Snacks Ensemble off of the album You Would Do Well. Based out of Vancouver, BC, record label Pacific Rhythm has been facilitating dance opportunities and releasing music since 2013. They focus on quality, not quantity, and have steadily released Balearic and tropical-tinged electronica. Their sole release in 2022 was a new album from Oakland producer Space Ghost called Private Paradise. Their bandcamp describes the record as, quote, an ode to Space Ghost's time spent at Sea Ranch on the Northern California coast, a place where he and his partner visit to refresh their spirit and regain optimism and enthusiasm for the outside world. Private Paradise possesses a rare ability to restore, rejuvenate, and inspire through each listen, and is something we've only grown more and more fond of during the unforeseen complications that we encountered during its release over the last two years. It's a piece of music that feels like a perfect nod to where we've been musically for the past eight years and where we see ourselves heading in the future. Deep, contemplative, and uplifting audio that compels its listeners to focus on the positive forces in the world 
and the power of being present in a moment, end quote. And to close out this chapter, I'll be playing one of my favorites from Private Paradise. I'll be back soon with another chapter of Metamodernism's look back on 2022's best music. This is Inner Focus by Space Ghost. <laughs>